The song you just heard was Clear Up and Yuna's Break Down the Wall. And someone else who has been breaking down walls recently is Lalka, who has recently released her debut EP, The Way Music Looks, last Wednesday. It's full of sonic confidence, assurance, and strength, and we had the opportunity to chat with the mastermind behind the EP herself. So let's give it up for Lalka. Hi, Lalka. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, I suppose... Just to start with, I wanted to ask, draw attention to your classical music background and your change to sort of electronic music. So I wanted to ask what kind of sparked that change and drew you to that side of music? Look, to put it bluntly, I was just really sick of that whole scene and I was just sick of performing the music of dead white men who I didn't relate to very much. I mean, these were like, you know, German men who'd been dead for like 200 years. So it just wasn't artistically fulfilling to be mm. playing that. I also found the whole culture around classical music like super toxic. Just wasn't enjoying it really. So yeah, I decided to do something I enjoy instead. Mm. Do you feel that any of, I guess, the good aspects of classical music has made it into your upcoming EP? I don't know, to be honest. I mean, if you're asking about my creative process and, you know, all that, I guess, like, all my, I guess, artistic output is a product of all my influences and, you know, I don't live in the vacuum. So I, I suppose some of it might flow through, but not in a, like, deliberate way. It's mm. definitely more subconscious than deliberate in any way. Of course, yes. And you've released a couple of singles before this EP, and I was wondering what sort of made you decide to take that next step to release an EP as opposed to a series of singles. I had this uh, bunch of songs that I felt really fit together cohesively and really told the story of the EP, which is the way me- uh, the way music looks, and I had uh, visual ideas for it. So it just made sense to put them all collectively because they have a, the same vein when it came to the energy, the stories, the looks I was curating for it. So it just made sense to, to have it compiled as a unit rather than standalone singles that weren't connected. Yeah, and what would you say for those listening is the overarching theme that they can expect listening to your EP? I think just really self-assured energy. I really hope that when people listen to it, they are reminded about their own amazingness. They get that sense of energy from me and I think those songs, like writing them has really helped me, you know, and and now that I've finished writing it and, you know, I haven't listened to them for a few months now and, and like, now it's release time and I'm listening to them again and I'm like, wow, like the, the energy and I'm just reminded about like just having that self-confidence, having, you know, belief in yourself and I, I really hope that energy transmits to others and and when they listen to it, they absorb that energy and feel good about themselves. And, you know, I reminded that they are strong and that, that they can achieve their dreams and, you know, not let anyone push them around and really break expectations, like surpass expectations. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. And you've had a hand pretty much throughout the entire creative process from songwriting, you know, producing and producing your own videos. And I think that's absolutely incredible. But when do you sort of know that this is the final product? Do you feel that it's reached sort of perfection? Or how do you find that a point where you're happy for the world to listen to it? Yeah, I guess like once I 
couldn't find anything else that I had to fix, and, and that was it. If you ask me in five years' time, I'll probably find things that I'll change. But I guess that's just that's pretty normal that artists we grow and develop. So like I look at my work from you know even a year ago, I'd be like, oh, I'll probably change that. You know, but at the moment, I, I when I finished EP, I was like, "Yep, I I really can't think of anything else to change in it." And that was when I knew, all right, it's done, send it off. <laughs> and talking about sort of reflecting on your old music, what do you think were some of the lessons from that that you've now taken on into this EP? I think just having more confidence in my own ability, and also like just maybe like definitely always push myself, like. You know, like I really pushed myself to create music and songs that were really that I was happy with the quality and um, to never compromise on that. So I definitely approached this EP this way. And your EP is an absolutely powerful and expressive product, and I deals with a lot of the challenges of like finding oneself, as you mentioned, and being self-assured. About your own identity, and what do you think it is about music that sort of allowed you to express part of yourself that maybe you don't get to every day? Yeah, I guess you know it's it's different for different people, and um, for me, it just happens to be music. I'm followed by fashion, so hence why you know the lead single Atomic Blonde says, "I like the way music looks, I like the way fashion sounds," because I feel like those two mediums are the best mediums of which I express myself. Like. I don't consider myself, you know, extremely extroverted, and it's hard for me to hold conversations with people because I'm incredibly introverted and shy. But having music as a medium to express my thoughts, and then having fashion as another medium to express my inner feelings visually, I, I find myself most comfortable expressing myself in those two mediums. And again, it's different for everyone. It's just that I've discovered that these two mediums are what I feel comfortable with. So I've chosen to, I guess, tell my story to the world in, in this way. Mm, absolutely. And I wanted to sort of look at the title of your EP. It comes from that, that line you mentioned earlier. What was it about that line that sort of drew you to making it the title of your EP? And what was it about sort of switching up music with looks as opposed to music and sounds, vice versa? Yeah, I think... No, I can't find this quote, but if my memory serves me correctly, something about Malcolm McLaren, he was uh, Vivian Westwood's partner for many years and the manager of the Sex Pistols, and he had said that, you know, like part of the success of the Sex Pistols was the fashion sense and how fashion played such a huge part in punk. And then so, you know, I, was, I think I was probably reading, I might have been reading Vivian Westwood's biography. I don't know, I can't remember where I found, like he said this. But I was like, oh my god, absolutely true. And then that's when I just realized, like, I love the way music looks because in my mind, music looks a certain way. You know, different songs look a certain way. And fashion, you know, has its own aesthetic. I mean, like, if you talk about punk fashion, you know, it's like visually you would, and, and like sonically you would think of punk bands like the Sex Pistols and et cetera. And then if you think about disco you would imagine like certain types of clothes and and i feel like those two art forms are so interconnected that and i because those two art forms are mediums of which i express myself i'll say this is the perfect title for my debut ep because it it's true to who i am how did you know that each song would have that unique sort of fashion look to each one and how can you tell that's what would best represent that song it's all in my head like, like i said like 
in my head, like, music looks a certain way. So, like, you know, when I finish the songs, I'll be like, this looks this way. Like, it has to have these colors. And it's just in all in my head, really. I can't really explain it. Um, so then I just go, okay, that's in my head. And I've just got to figure out how to visually make it, which thankfully I did. Yeah, absolutely. And as the show that we're a part of here at Sin sort of focuses on Asian pop culture and music. How do you heavily do you feel being a person of color and of your background, your cultural background? How much of it do you think influences the music you make, and in what way? I think definitely influences, especially lyrically, and because like the lyrics are about my you know personal experiences, so that definitely comes into play with my personal experiences. I think like for example, Angel Jezebel. Like if we're talking about music, there's a motif in there which is. I sampled a Chinese instrument and used like like Oriental scales in it because of my background being Chinese. And then you know I was to talk about the song Angel Jezebel, for example, is about breaking stereotypes as an Asian woman. People tend to put Asian women in this box or, or see them as just one dimensional. Like you're either the tiger mom or you're like the sweet docile woman and. I wanted to write about the duality that we can both be fragile and vulnerable and also incredibly fierce and strong. It's it's not one or the other, I think. Like, I get tired of people who, I guess, stereotype others without nuance. Like, I think life is so full of nuance and hopefully I get to speak a little bit about that. I think there's there's so much more to explore here. But it's a start. It's a little glimpse of my comments about being an Asian woman. So hence, I'm an angel. I'm a Jezebel. It's, yeah, I'm both. And that's just who I am. Yeah, exactly. And at the time of this interview, you've got your live stream performance coming up. What are you sort of most excited about kind of trying this new medium where it's both live and virtual? Yeah. So, I mean, when the pandemic was hit, I felt like everyone was jumping on the live streaming thing and kind of just doing it for the sake of it. And I held back on it because for me, I absolutely love performing live. But because of my music, I, I didn't feel like my music could be truly represented if I just, you know, played an acoustic guitar alone in my bedroom. Like, So I really waited and then thought of how I could present it in a way that you know, kept everyone safe, kept myself safe, kept my crew safe. But I'm really excited to show people, I guess, like me performing it and that they can see the expression and the emotion behind the songs as I perform it because I am a very expressive performer. So that the, these songs, even though they're electronic music, like, I mean, there's so much soul and heart in them as well. And on top of that, like, I've made... Uh, virtual visuals to be immersive with the you know actual real-time footage of me performing so it, it adds another dimension I guess um, into live performance that that we, we can't normally see those virtual visuals if we went to say a you know regular live gig in person because you know we're not we're not at the stage yet we're, we're walking around wearing like VR goggles we're not being you know a live stream I, I want it to be real so I want it to mix you know, like, it's definitely me playing completely live. It's not pre-recorded, so, like, anything could go wrong. But there's also those virtual elements because, like, that's completely the world that we live in now. And I honestly, like, I, I, you know, like, face filters. I, I just can't imagine us taking a selfie without a face filter. And I, I just wanted that to be 
a reflection of a snapshot of like the here and the now of this is what's happening right now. And I, I sort of feel like that. I, I want to present my work that way. Yeah. No, it's definitely a unique way about going about it. And I think it's going to be exciting to see. But I guess now looking to the future, what sort of direction do you see yourself going now? Do you see yourself trying anything new or trying to share maybe a different sort of story or side to yourself in your music? I guess I can't give too much away because I've already started working on my next body of work. But I, all I can say is like I'm definitely going to push myself more from a creative perspective. I have ideas. It's just I've just got to figure out a way of executing the ideas that are in my head. So I've still got to figure that out. Um, but I just want to constantly push myself beyond what I've already achieved artistically. Um, so, yeah definitely working towards that so stay tuned for that yeah exciting to hear and I know you touched on this a bit earlier about music hopefully being able to impact people so that they're more expressive or more tuned to who they are is there any other ways you hope your music sort of touches people's hearts I hope it makes them feel happy as well like the the songs are so energetic that I hope it it picks them up, you know. It, mm. Even if it's that serotonin, I really hope it, it gives them serotonin. It's definitely feel-good music. It's not music you would cry to. It's joyous. It's And, you know, I feel like the world needs a bit more of that now. Mm. Yeah, precisely. And my last question is, where can our listeners find you if they want to know more about your music and follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm really active on my Instagram. Like I said, you know, early like fashion is such a huge part of my personality. So it makes sense that visually I'm quite active on a visual platform like Instagram. Um, they can find me on Bandcamp where I'm selling tickets to my live show as well as all the streaming platforms. So Spotify, YouTube has all the visuals for my work. So again, being such a visual artist, I yeah, YouTube's where people can go to find my work. But if they're just streaming on their headphones, Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming platforms is where you can find me. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Martha, for speaking with us. That's okay, Tina. Thanks so much for having me.